Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Promise, faith, action, promise. Did you write it down last week? Here's the deal. When you take notes, you remember more. When you write things down, can I encourage you every week when you come to church, take notes. Write this down. This isn't put together so that we can fill in time. This will help you. Promise. Get a hold of the word of God. God has spoken promises into your life and my life. Listen for it. Look for it. Get in the word. Get in meditation. Pray. Seek God. He will promise something to you. Faith. Do something with the word you've been given. Unbelievable. Have faith in your circumstances that they are leading you towards a fulfillment of that promise. Act in accordance with the promise in your faith and, and you will see it come to pass and you can take a hold of the promise that was given. It was unbelievable. Okay, so who walked a little more and talked a little less this week? Fantastic. In the words of Elvis, a little less conversation, a little more action. We need to, we need to get out there and do something. And actually the funny thing is every week I ask Benny to do me up a screen so I sent him a thing, hey, mate, could you do a title of the message this week? And, and I, I must have been tired because I said, Benny, can you do me up a screen? Stop walking, start walking. And he said, are you sure you want that to be the title of your message this week? I said, actually, no. Uh, stop talking, start walking too. So I, I want to do the follow-up. I, I want to I follow up. And this is the, the walking series. Amen? This is the walking series. Who knows that after a, a surgeon has had a patient in surgery... The first thing they do when they've checked their vitals and they've checked their stats and all of that is they want to get them up out of bed walking. They want to get them moving. They want to make sure that their muscles can move. They want to make sure that there's blood flow and that there's no blockages or irregularities. Uh, and, and with a dietitian or a health professional, they don't just put somebody onto a new diet or a new you know, eating routine. They, they get them moving. They get them active. Because in, in walking, there's life. When there's movement, there's life. Uh, it's the same in our, in our faith and in our Christian. We need to keep walking. We need to keep moving so there's flow and there's life in our lives. Amen? We, we, we can't stand still. We can't stop and regress. We have to move forward in life all the time. We need to keep walking. And you know, Ecclesiastes says there's a time and a season for everything under heaven. There is a time to talk. But there's a time to stop talking. There's a time to start walking. There's a time to press forward in what I actually believe. Because I can talk about everything that I believe and everything that, that God's spoken to me and all the promises that have been... But if I do nothing with what I believe, I'll have nothing as a result. Amen? That was good. I thought that was good. So what we're going to do this morning is we're going to look at Joshua 6, verses 1 to 7. And uh, I like this. It's a cool piece of scripture. It says, Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. No one went out and no one came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See. And the Lord said to Joshua, See. I have given you Jericho into your hand, its king and its mighty men of valor. Uh, you shall march around the city, all your men of war. You shall go around the city once. This you shall do for six days. And seven priests shall bear seven trumpets and ram's horns before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow their trumpets. It shall come to pass when you make a long blast with the ram's horn. And when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city will fall down flat. The people shall go up, every man straight before him. Then Joshua, the son of Nun, called the priests and said to them, Take up the ark of the covenant, let the seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark of the Lord. And he said to the people, Proceed and march around the city, and let him who is armed advance before the ark of the Lord. 
This is good. I like this. The same faith-action combination that got you out of slavery and limitation can get you into victory. Let me say that again. The same faith-action combination that got you out of a place that you were stuck in, that you were bound by, can also get you into a place of victory. So who knows that just because I'm out of a place that I was bound in and limited by doesn't mean that I'm now in the victory that's been promised to me. Come on, help me preach this morning. We, we, can, we can still find ourselves stuck even though we're free. And freedom's good, but victory's better. And, and, and life's a journey that God wants to take us on. And he wants to take us from those places that we're bound by, that we're limited in, that we can't see beyond. And he wants to take us from that and put us into a place of freedom where he again can speak to us and he can make more promises to our world. But then he wants to take us into the victory and the fulfillment of the very thing he speaks to our lives. Amen. So faith plus action always leads to the fulfillment of dreams. As I said, have you ever found yourself feeling stuck or like you're in a place of limbo? Like, like you've beaten that addiction. You've paid off those debts. You've, you've worked on those emotions, those things that trip you up all the time and keep pulling you back, but you're still not. There's, there's more. There's got to be more. There has to be. I, I find myself there quite regularly. I find myself that, that Please tell me there's more. Please tell me. You know, that seen that movie, As Good As It Gets? This isn't as good as it gets. The word says that the way of the righteous winds upwards. It, it shines brighter to a brand new day. That there is always more in God. There's always more for us. There's always more that he's calling us onto that it's not as good as it gets. It won't be as good as it gets until we find ourselves in eternity worshiping Jesus. Amen? It's, it's not as good as it gets. And, you know, I remember getting saved. So, so I've been saved from the bondage that I was in, that, that place of, of a limited state where I'm in the world and living according to the world's ways and the world's standards. So, so I've been freed. I've, I'm not in that system any longer. And, and I start a journey. I, I go to youth and then I go to church and then I'm, I'm going to Bible college and, and I'm on a journey towards ministry. And I'm on a journey towards preaching and, and teaching and doing all that we do. And, mate, this is for 15 or 18 years we, we, we run youth. And it goes from 50 kids to 1,000 kids. And it goes from one youth ministry to five where we've got uh, high school ministry. We've got um, university ministry. We've got conferences that we're running all around Australia. And then I'm getting the opportunity to travel and preach. And I'm getting the opportunity to pray for people all around the world and travel with Pastor Phil Pringle. But feeling like there's more. Feeling like I'm free. And, I, and I'm in a great place, but there, there has to be more. And not knowing what that meant, knowing, not knowing if, man, am I, am I not content with what I have? Because what I have is good. This, this is good, and it's comfortable, and it's, it's, things are happening. But then God called us to Noosa. And I feel like Noosa is our, our place of victory. I feel like Noosa, that, that's worth an amen, please. I feel, like, I feel like Noosa is our promised land. That everything that we did, everything that we had was good. And it, and it really was. And we could have just kept doing it, for, but it, it, it wasn't God. It was good leading to God. Can I encourage you, don't give up in good. Don't give up in comfort. Don't give up in, in contentment if God is calling you to another place, to, to a place of victory, even though you've been in freedom. To, 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 God, God is better than good. God is bigger than good. And I feel like God is calling people here this morning. to He's got plans for your life. Jeremiah, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans plural. Just because you've got one thing going on in your world, God's got multiple plans. 
plans for your world. I, I, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a future. And a, what is God calling you to? Don't stop. Don't, don't settle. And can I tell you, be the very best where you are. Be excellent. Be diligent. Turn up to work first. But if God is calling you to be the business owner, Luke Holcomb, don't settle for being just a, gr- a good employee. Go to that God zone. You know what I'm saying. God is calling us all on. I want, I want to charge you this year to achieve all you can in him. You know, remember the first week of the year? This is our year. 2015 is our year. It's a year favored of heaven. God is smiling upon this church. We're, growing, we're going to hit 200. Youth's about to start. I'm telling you, God is, God is going before us. Don't expect anything less than God results in your world. I, I don't want you. I want you to get bigger. I want you to expand. The devil wants to limit you, minimize you, and lie to you about what you can't do. God wants to show you. See, I have given you. He wants to show you what he will do on your behalf, where he will take you, the plans that he has for you. Don't let the devil rob from you. Amen? So he, he, you know, in this passage of Scripture, we see Joshua, the same man that God used to deliver his people, also being used to lead them into victory. And you might go, well, hang on, hang on, that, that was Moses. But Joshua was his right-hand man. He was his faithful sidekick. He was his associate. He was basically Moses' right-hand man. He's his right hand. Whatever, whatever Moses said, he did. Wherever he said he was going, they went. And, and he basically was the mouthpiece for Mo, Moses to the people. And, and so God uses him, the same man that was used to bring people out of, out of slavery and bondage, to bring them into to freedom, now to lead them into victory. Because life is a journey. And, and life is continuous. And it, just because I got out of slavery doesn't mean that life's over. I've got to keep moving. Uh, but, but, but where I end up in life, where I go to in life, is it's up to me. It, it's my response to what God has already done. And... The reason he used Mo, uh, Joshua is because Moses reached out and struck the rock a second time. He shouldn't have done it. He, he, he did what he knew to do, but it wasn't what God was calling him to do. That's why we need to keep our eyes focused. On it. It, it worked. People are grumbling. People are complaining. They need water and sustenance. And, and in anger, he reaches out and strikes the rock again. We should never do what God hasn't called us to do because there will be repercussions. So we know a whole generation wandered you know, aimlessly for 40 years. They all died in the wilderness because God's this people will not enter into the promised land. But when they did finally enter into the promised land, he said, you know what, I'm going to use a faithful man. I'm going to use an excellent man. I'm going to use a diligent man that is committed to me and my ways who will do all that I call him to. So he used, uh, he, uh, he used Joshua to bring the people into not only the promised land, but then also into victory. And uh, freedom is one thing, and it's a good thing. But possessing our possessions is another entirely. When we possess our possessions, what God has given us, that's the God thing. That's the God outcome in our life. And, and to live in freedom is good. To possess what's been promised to us. So many people live short of what God has for them because they don't possess. For me to possess a thing means that I take a hold of a thing. It, it's been given as a gift. If I turn up to your birthday party and there's, a, there's a, um, a table for all the presents and I bring my present and place it on the table, but you never go to that table to open the presents, you can't sit there complaining that no presents were given. We have to possess our possession. It's been given. It's yours. It's left my possession. It is now yours. It's, it's, it's a gift given to your life that I want you to have. If you don't go and take a hold of that thing, it's not, I brought you the gift. I paid the price. 
you didn't take a hold of what I had already given. If I write you a check for a million dollars, but you never bank it, you don't possess what you possess. It's city. I'm a millionaire. Look at this. It's, I, I'm a, I got a million dollar check. This is fantastic. Having a million dollar check does nothing for me. Banking that thing and, and using what's been given to me, that every single one of us has been promised and given certain things from God that we need to go, a hold of, go ahead of and possess. I want to encourage you, stop talking and start walking. Start walking towards the possessions that are already in your, in, in your world. Take a hold of them, apply them, and do something with them. Amen? And like I said, the devil will always try and minimize what God wants to expand, what God wants to enlarge in your world and in your circumstances. God wants you to get bigger. And as painful as your circumstances are right now, you will get through them. As tough as the challenges that you're facing right now, you are bigger than them. You can overcome them. The Bible says in 1 John, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Greater is the power of God on the inside of you than any challenge you're facing, any enemy that comes against you. You know, it says in Ephesians 1.19, the same power that God, that God worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead is at work in you. Now, if he can raise a dead man to life, what can he do in your circumstance? Why is there any limitation? Why, why can't we enter into victory? So freedom is good, and I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for the free gift of salvation, a grace bestowed upon me that I ne neither deserve nor looked for, but you gave it, and I have it, but now I want to enter into victory. Corinthians says, thanks be to God that gives us the victory. So the victory you have isn't in and of yourself. It isn't in your own strength and in your own inter. It's been given to you again as a gift, but we need to possess the gift that's been given and apply it to our lives. Amen? Come on. Just because you've broken through in an area of your life before doesn't mean you won't have challenges in others. The devil is relentless, but we are victorious. We are victorious in every area. So what I want to do really quickly this morning is look at what Joshua and the Israelites needed to again overcome um, so that they could enter into victory. Amen? They'd, they'd, they'd had victory. They knew victory. They knew, they knew freedom, but they had to again cross another body of water. They had to again cross into victory. So the first thing is Joshua needed a vision of victory. He was still leading around the same group of people that were grumbling and complaining once before, right now, to, to, as they entered into a new challenging phase of their world. Yes? Now, one generation had died off, but there was another generation that had been brought up under complaining, under small thinking, under feed me, feed me. Just drop manna from heaven, God, because I need to be fed. God doesn't want us to have to rely on him to be fed daily. He wants us to go out and take what he's already given us. You know, Genesis 1, I give you every seed-bearing plant. I want you to have dominion in life. I want you to have dominion over your circumstances. Go out and subdue the earth and fill it. So, so he had this same group of people. So God wanted or needed him to have the ability to see beyond what he saw. He had to have a vision of victory. Have you got a vision of victory regardless of your circumstance? Right where you are today, have you, can you see the victory that you're praying for and believing for and wanting God to bring into your world? Because if you can't see it, you can't have it. But if you can see that day, that brand new day where you are in victory, God can bring it. He, he, can, he can make it manifest and a reality in your world. He needed him to see uh, uh, beyond what he saw. And that's really not good English, but it is good theology. Every single one of us needs to see in our inner man what isn't reality in our physical circumstance. We need to be able to see beyond. We need to be able to close our eyes and dream of that day of victory. 
The Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. If the desire of your heart is victory in a certain area, you've been bound and there's, there's generational curses and there's things you've done forever, but you don't want to do them anymore. Get that vision of that brand new day where you no longer do the things you don't want to do. And you are not only you know, free, but you're in victory. Amen? And what, what, what Joshua saw in the, in the natural was not his future. See, Joshua still saw a fortified city, but that wasn't his future. What he saw was something locked up tight, something that was still bound. And sure, I've, I've left slavery, but I don't have what, I, what I'm dreaming for. So I'm standing here. What do I do with this? God, please tell me there's more than this. Please tell me there's more than just freedom. Please tell me that I'm not here filling in time until the day you call me to heaven. See, God is not wanting you to fill time. God is wanting you to have life and life more abundantly. God is wanting you to be filled with joy and peace and contentment and fulfillment every day of your life. I believe that. I want you to believe that. You're not here to fill in space and take up time and, hey, one day we'll all be in heaven singing hallelujah together. He wants you to enjoy the journey. And, and what I love here is God said, see, I have. This, the victory couldn't be seen with the naked eye, but God said, see, I have. Past tense, I have given it to you. I've given you this city. I've given you its kings. I've given you its men of war. I've given it to you. What has God given you that you can only see with your spirit man? See, and like Melissa was saying before, we need to get disciplined spiritually. We need to let our spirit man come alive and get strong. We need to exercise speaking in tongues. We need to exercise waiting on God and hearing his voice. We need to let our spirit man come alive so that we can see what is not evident to the naked eye. See, because so, so many people walk around blind in life, not because God hasn't said, see, I've given you, but because they can't see and because they're not activating their spirit man. Everyone, the, the responsibility is, it lies with us. God has already given it. The promise has already been made. We need to see so we can take a hold of the very thing he said. And I love what it says in, in Hebrews 11. It says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. The evidence of things unseen. Faith says, I see, though I haven't seen. And if you can see with your spirit, man, you can have it in your physical circumstance. Can I encourage you this week, go away and spend some time in God, letting, letting your spirit man come alive. Put on some praise and worship. Start to pray and then just wait on the presence of God and let him speak to you because he has answers to your problems that nobody else can answer. He, 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 he can lead you into that place of victory supernaturally. And, uh, you know... <laughs> I, I like this because it says, uh, Jericho was fortified, but God said, I've given it to you. What? Nothing's changed. There's no cracks in the walls appear, appearing. There, there, there's no boulders falling over. There's no inhabitants of Jericho waving white flags, but he's given it. We walk through life going, I can see a fortified area, and there's no rocks falling. There's no cracks appearing. Stop talking and start walking. The very first thing God said was, you know, and I love this, but God said, but God said, see, I have. God said, what has God said that you haven't actioned in your world? What has God spoken to you uh, that hasn't yet become a reality because you haven't done anything with it? God said, God said, God said. What has God said to you? Because what he says to you isn't, isn't relevant to me. What God says to me, I need to do something with. But what God says to you, you need to do something with. Amen. We need to let faith and boldness, you know, bubble up on the inside of us. Um, 
And, and let, me, let me say this to you. Don't keep talking about your circumstance, your problems, your storms, your challenges. Start walking towards them. Say, God, you and I are the majority. You and I have got this covered. I love what David said. There's a whole army standing there. There's a whole army presenting itself against the men and women of God. There's, there's giants. And, and David steps up, a little ruddy shepherd boy. He said, let no man's heart fail because of this uncircumcised Philistine. I will take this giant. He'll be like the lion and the bear. I've taken both of those down. God, you were with me. You were my strength. I, I know I, I stepped out, but you did it for me. He said, and this giant will be like one of them. And, and then David says, what am I, a dog that you come at me with sticks and stones? And David said, let me tell you, you come at me with a sword, a shield, and an armor bearer. I come at you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And today I will take your head from your body, and I will use your sword to do it. Can I encourage you? Something needs to rise up on the inside of each and every one of us where we realize, God, you and I are the majority. If nobody else is standing with me, if nobody else is journeying with me, you and I are enough. We got this. We got this, God, and you said it, so I'm going to do something with what you've said. You said it, so I'm going to move towards the very thing that I know you've promised in my life. And you know, I love what Justin said last week, that the promised land was given, but it had to be taken. And God wants to couple his power with our action. He, he, he wants to get on top of our action and say, you've done what you could in the natural, I'm just going to make it supernatural. Miracles are supernatural. Stepping into, a, into another dimension is supernatural. It's the God's zone. But we take the first step. Like, like, like Justin was saying last week, Peter stepped out of the boat. When his foot hit the water, he entered the supernatural zone. He entered into the zone where he did what some, nobody else had ever done before. He did what no other human had done before. He stepped out onto a new place. I, I feel like God is calling us out into a new place individually and as a church. Step out and watch what God will do. He, you know, his word says he'll never leave you nor forsake you. He won't leave you orphans. You won't step out and find yourself dangling by yourself. He's not up there trying to make fun of you. He's not trying to, you know, humiliate you. God wants to back you and your efforts. And I love what it says in Ephesians 3, to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly. And I, and I know we talk about this all the time. God actually wants to do exceedingly abundantly. He's not just able to, he wants to. He wants to do exceedingly abundantly in your world and your circumstances. I believe that. I want that. I want God's exceeding abundance in my world, in every area. I'm not just talking finances. I'm talking in every single area of my life. I want God's exceeding abundance to go before me so I can be a blessing where I'm found, so, so I can not be limited or hindered in the circumstance I find myself because I have everything I need in that place because his exceeding abundance has made a way. Anyway, I'm getting excited. And what it says here is, and what I believe God was saying to Joshua is, don't do what you know to do as a military commander, do as I say. Because he didn't say, get all your military men, get all the might of your army and go up against this city because I've given it to you. See, so often we do what we do because we know how to do it. It's the way we were taught. It was the way we were brought up. It's the way we've been shown. But God said, don't say anything. Nobody talk. Put, put, put your armory away, put your, your swords away and your weapons, just walk around this city. That's ridiculous. This is one of the most fortified cities in the region. It's said that the walls were so thick that you could drive three chariots around on top of it. This, this, is, this is highly fortified. This is highly shut up. It says nobody went in and nobody came out. This, this wasn't so, why would I walk around my circumstance? Because God wants to act on your behalf. Stop talking and start walking. 
if you haven't had breakthrough in any other area of your world by talking about it, if, if your circumstance hasn't changed over many years of talking about it, stop talking and start walking. And when you don't understand, walk in faith. But how many times do I have to walk around this thing as long as it takes? How long do I have to walk? God, I've walked around this circumstance once. Keep walking. God, I've walked around it twice. Keep walking. God, there's the five times. I've, I've been walking around this situation, this circumstance for so long in my life. Keep walking. Just keep walking because your day of deliverance is coming. The day of victory is upon you. I've spoken it, so therefore it has to come to pass. You know in the word where it says, I am the Lord, I do not lie. God cannot lie about what he has spoken. So if you've got a promise from him, it must come to pass. You know, we're taught that the word of God is immutable. It's unchanging. It, it, it does not change. There is no power, no authority greater than it. If it's been spoken, if you have it, you have it, go and get it. Come on. Man, I'm, I'm telling you, this, this, this stuff helps me. Because when I want to give up, I, this is what I, I just keep walking. When I, when I don't want to do this anymore, I just keep walking. You see, we're not made of anything different to you, Melissa and I. We still have our issues, our challenges. We face stuff. I've got to get up here every week, and you're looking at me. You've only got me looking at you smiling and waving and carrying on. Here's the deal. Keep walking. Keep walking. Keep feeding yourself. Keep fueling yourself. Keep walking. Keep walking. This word is for somebody this morning that wants to give up right now. Keep walking. Amen. Faith, action, obedience are your greatest weapons in life. Faith, action, and obedience are your greatest weapons in life. Second thing is this, stop, start walking in the vision. It says, see, I have given you. I've given you this city that looks fortified, that looks shut up, that looks impregnable. I've given it to you. Now start walking in the vision. Start walking. Joshua, get these people and start walking. Standing still, having a vision is no good. Start walking. Start walking. You may have had a vision that God has spoken into your world many years ago. Start walking in the vision that he's given you because it's a vision of victory for your life. Amen? You know, I, I shared it a few weeks back, but a quote from Zig Ziglar is, vision without action is a daydream. Vision without action is a daydream. We're not called to be daydreamers. We're called to be overcomers. We're called to live in victory. We're called to enjoy life that we've been given. And you know, I love that God calls that which is not as though it is. So a city may look shot, uh, locked up. Your child may look afar off from God. You still may have that drug problem. You still may in debt. But God calls that which is not as though it is. You can live in victory before you enter into victory. Start walking in the vision. Start walking in the promise. Um, and I'm convinced that our circumstances start to change when we start to walk. That doesn't make sense. Nothing makes sense in God. You'll never understand God. He says he uses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. Nothing makes sense, but when you see the results and you get your answers, who cares that it didn't make sense? God said it, so I did it. Sometimes we have to, be, uh, we have to allow ourselves to look foolish to get the answer that God has for us. Sometimes we have to go outside of our comfort zone and start pressing into the God zone just that little bit more so that we can get the God answers and God results for our lives. Amen? Is this helping anybody? I'll shush in a minute. I'll stop and we'll sing another song or we'll pray a little bit or Melissa's mum and that will get up and do a dance for us. It's really nice to have my parents-in-law here today. It's fantastic. Amazing people. You know what? And they've walked their journey. And what, I, what impresses me so much, a man and woman of faith, brilliant people, beautiful people, generous, 
have an amazing family, are, are brilliant parents, they've walked through some storms and some challenges and some trials, and they didn't give up. So though they've been freed of certain things, they still, they're, they're walking towards their victory, which is assured and is promised. And, and I tell you, that's an inspiration to me that just keep walking. Did you know that your life is meant to inspire and encourage others not to give up? And when I say I'm a Christian and I believe in Jesus Christ and he's the Almighty, I, don't, I, I have to not give anybody an excuse or a reason not to believe in him. My actions need to correlate with the words that I say. So when I say my God is a God of victory, my God is a miracle working God, my God raises the dead to life, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Do you know I actually have to live that way I have to I have to live what I say otherwise there's there's a disconnect and it's just empty words but we're not we're not called to offer empty words we're to make a joyful sound before the Lord and let our lives be a sacrifice and an offering unto him amen beautiful last thing is this you have to carry worship with you you've got to carry worship with you what what, what did God say to Joshua he said get the priests and get the ram's horns and let them walk before the people. You're going to walk around, but there's going to be praise. You're going to carry praise with you. You're going to carry worship with you. And, and you know, I was saying to the guys this morning, if I want an audience with the Queen, or I want an audience even with Tony Abbott, I don't turn up in, in my sandals and my board shorts and my, you know, singlet. Hey, Tone, how are you, pal? Liz, how's things going? This is, man, I like what you've done with the place. This is awesome. I turn up in finery. I, I get dressed up to the nines. I, I, I bring a gift. I, I bring something that, that reflects my view of the person that I'm meeting with. How should we turn up before God? How should we turn up in the midst of, a, in the midst of church, in the midst of anything we're doing? We should be dressed in finery. And even if it's just our attitude, or it's our words, or it's our gift that we bring, we should, we should turn up going regardless of what's going on in my world. I, I know who you are. I know your magnificence. I know your power and your authority in my life and in these circumstances. And I'm going to turn up with a gift, which is my life in the middle of this circumstance. And I'm going to worship regardless of what's being put upon me, you know, in spite of what's being said about me, what I'm feeling. Can I, can I tell you, don't do life according to your emotions? Because they lie. They lie. And, and, and emotions are such that what I feel today, I don't feel tomorrow. And what, where I'm down in the depths of despair here because the world is against me and all things are coming. Today, I'm feeling fantastic. So if I act here, I'm going to act different to here. But we shouldn't be led or governed by our emotions in life. We should stand on the rock, which is Jesus Christ, and walk according to what he calls us to because that is going to lead us into victory. And uh, what I love is uh, worship and, can't, and complaining can't coexist, which means I've got to get rid of one to be able to carry the other. If I want to be a worshiper, if I want to carry worship into the midst of my circumstances, if I want to go into why, why did, did David have the ability to bring victory to a nation because he... He carried worship, he had worship on the inside, and it was stronger than the issues. He, see, he was chastised by his brothers. He was told he couldn't do it by a king, but worship bubbled up, and it overrode what had been said about him. His brother comes to him and says, you know, I know your insolence of heart and, and your deceitful ways. Who have you left those few sheep with? You've just come down to have a look at, at, at what's going on. 
and he turns from his brother and says, what have I done now? Is there not a cause? Can I encourage you that worship will give you a cause to live for? It will cause you not to give up. It will cause you to press forward and to enter into the victory that God has you. The devil wants to steal worship from you. He wants to take your song. But I love what it says in Isaiah. It says, sing, O barren woman. What does a barren woman have to sing about? What does a barren woman want to sing about? She wants a child in her arms. She wants to nurse her baby. She wants this, this gift that is, is heritage, that is a part of her. And it says, despite your circumstance, despite your barrenness, sing. Don't let the devil steal your song. Find a reason to sing every day. Find your song. Find your joy and, and declare it. Amen? Worship is the battle cry of the victorious. The devil knows he's defeated when you will worship despite your circumstance. When the walls haven't come down and you start worshiping, the devil starts to tremble. He starts to shake in his boot. But, but I, I haven't entered it. doesn't worship. You know, I think of Paul and Silas at, the, at, the 12, at midnight in the deepest, darkest areas of the, the prison that they were put in, chained and shackled. And, and, you know, the, the way that they would set up the stocks was such that it was so painful uh, to, to, that they just had to lay down flat on their backs. If they were in any other position, it was like it was just pushing against the bones on their shins and, and like their legs were going to break. But the amazing part is that they received 39 lashes before they got laid in the prison. So, in other words, their back was torn apart. So we're going to torture you beyond torture. We're going to hurt you beyond what, you know, you have ever felt before. And then you're going to have to lay in that very position. You're going to have to lay in that pain. You're going to have to lay in that defeat. And I love it. it says that they started to praise. They started to worship. They started to cry out to God and declare that regardless of my circumstance, regardless of where I find myself, I am going to offer praises to you. Can I encourage you? I want us to be a people that worship God regardless of circumstance. I want us to be a people that, that seek him and, and, and declare his goodness. I love all through the, the, the Psalms, David, who's, who's got this amazing life and messed up life all at the same time is always your praise will always be on my lips when he was insane he was praising God when he was in victory he was praising God when he was facing challenges he was praising God he said bring bring me the chief musicians because I'm going to worship my king there comes a point in life where we need to stop talking we need to start walking and then we need to enter into by the very acts of, of our own our willpower what God has for us amen I love this it says, and, and can I get the band back, Lozzie? It says in, in Joshua 6, starting in verse 4, it says, And seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark, but the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow their trumpets. It shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, uh, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall shout with a great shout, then the wall of the city will fall down, and the people shall go up to every man straight before him. And it will come to pass when the trumpet sounded. You will hear the sound of the trumpet and the people shall shout with a great shout. Can we stand to our feet this morning? I feel like walls are going to come down in people's worlds. I feel like uh, places of limitation are going to be opened up to you to this morning and that you can enter into a place of victory. You may be in freedom. You may have you know, beaten a few things and some challenges in your world, but I feel like there's, there's freedom here this morning and then there's victory also. So we're going to get the band to play and I, I want us to offer up a shout of victory this morning to our King. I want us to go, you know what? I know what I'm facing. We know what we're facing. We know the challenges that are there, but this 
morning, I'm going to let out a shout of victory. I'm going to enter into what God has for me, and I'm not going to be limited by what I see with my natural eyes. Can we do that this morning? Come on. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Visit us online at c3noosa.org.